Welcome to this week's episode of Soccer Neophytes podcast. All Reds are Wolves fans this week. Watford is officially relegated. Ailing's Red drops leads to the relegation zone. We have some championship teams that are promoted and the playoffs are set. We're going to look at the fantasy Premier League semis and the rich get richer. Tim, how's it going? Hey, hey, it's going all right. All right. How are things over in your neck of the woods? Pretty good. We had a, a little devastating bottom of the sixth uh, loss tonight in the first round of the playoffs. So a little bit of a bummer at the Hughes house, but without going into all the complexities of our very intricate playoff system, it actually doesn't have, bear as much weight as the next three games do. It's kind of, po- it's kind of like pool play. So it's, it's group play similar to uh, Champions League or Europa or the World Cup. There's three groups. What makes it complicated, though, is one group has five teams and two groups have four teams. That's why tonight's match doesn't matter or match their baseball game does not not matter as much as the three upcoming ones, because those are all. Was uh, this the home or away tie? Yeah, right. Yeah, (laughs) we're we're losing on. uh, We had 11 away runs, though, so that was good. We just lost. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But was, was anyone parking the bus? I guess we'll get into parking the bus later, but no, not at not 12 when it's 12 to 11 in little league baseball, there's no bus parking there. So no bus parking. Yeah. But we can talk about that. Unfortunately, Liverpool drops points. Uh, I'd rather yeah. than drop points on the final weekend than this early, but uh, Tim, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really disappointing. Um, I do think, I think Tottenham played really well. Um, You know, Klopp's comments notwithstanding. I mean, I think I I totally understand where he was coming from in in complaining about their style because they were undoubtedly parking the bus and then sending, sending attacking players forward, just like they do. Right. Yeah. Um, But if you're Conte and you have the team that he has and they're in the table where they are, that's exactly what you're going to do to, get a point at Anfield, which is exactly what they went there to do. Right. Totally. So mission yeah. accomplished for them. Um, it really felt, I mean, at this point when, when Liverpool drew with Tottenham city had not yet played. So we drew level on points plus one on goal differential, but it just felt like the end of totally. time hopes. I mean, yep. I know mathematically it's not done yet. There's still three more games, but I'd love to be proven wrong, but, uh, you know, all those other weeks when it seemed, oh, six point gap, eight point gap, nine point gap, it's over. And I'm like, well, most likely, but maybe not. They made it really, really close. Um, I'm afraid they came up just short. Yeah. Well, you have some other things to play for, but it is kind of a, a sickening feeling to, to feel like we got this close and the team is in this good of form. And we couldn't uh, overcome City in the table. Yeah, certainly. And there, there definitely is a lot, a lot left to play for. And uh, I mean, really, there's 
a chance still to win the premier league. It's not in your hands at all. And I think that's what, that's what makes it hard. Right. But city does city does play a wolves team that has defeated them a couple times in the last couple of years. So um, certainly is a tough task for wolves this upcoming weekend, but uh, not entirely impossible for wolves to, to pull off a, a stunner. Um, so we, we will see, but and city's defense city's, uh, missing some defenders as well. Yeah. Cities, cities missing John stones, Kyle Walker, um, Ruben Diaz, Ruben Diaz. So depending on what lineup, I, I doubt the wolves are going to, um, park the bus, although they may, I think they don't have really much to play for far less likely is that wolves would, would take a European spot. And so I think, you know, at least as fans, uh, we're hoping that they roll out some of these younger players and give them a shot and switch to a back four and play a bit more aggressive and who knows, who knows what will happen. So is there any, any chance of bringing back, um, Traore for just this week? Maybe even yeah. like get get Jata on a twenty four hour loan, anything like that. No, I I don't think. I mean, Jata <laughs> would be Jata would obviously be great, but I don't think we need Treore. We have this young kid Chiquinho, which we can talk about now, I suppose. But yeah, Wolves get into it. Wolves had a great uh, draw against Chelsea. Um, Seventy minutes. Well, really, they played probably sixty minutes. The first 60 minutes or 60 of the first 70, they played really well. And then they just had this horrific 10 minute stretch. Romain Seiss just with a horrible penalty. He's, he seems to have lost his edge a little bit and likely not to resign with the club. And so I don't know what's happening there, but um, we're hoping not. I mean, he's, I think he's played 200 matches for Wolves. So he's been a great servant of the club, but I think a lot of us see the end and we have a, a youngster, Tati that we'd like to see run out there. And, um, but that horrible penalty and really since AFCON, he hasn't looked the same. So that was horrible. And then a really weird miscommunication between Connor Cody. He was trying to pass the ball up to, to Den Donker on the right, right wing. And it drilled Ruben Neves's feet and then bounce right into the path of Lukaku took it in for a strike. So a really bad 10 minute stretch, but really the first, you know, 60 of the first 70 minutes were, were really well played by wolves. It was, it was really encouraging. And then they just seemed to have fallen apart, but then, uh, Trincao and Chiquinho come in uh, around the 70, 71st minute and everything changed, switched to a back four, which is the, the style that, uh, uh, Lodge wants to play and they just really dominated the last 20 minutes and Chiquinho with two assists, great assist up to Trincao. And we'll talk about that strike, but Trincao with a just great strike from outside the, outside the box. Um, and then the, the match draw, I mean, the last second cross by Chiquinho to Connor Cody heads it in just beautiful finish and Chiquinho to assist. He now, I think he has 70 total minutes of, of playing time in the season and he's tied for the lead in the team and assists. Wow. 
I mean, that just, I mean, that tells you a lot about just our lack of goal scoring. But when you say Traore, I think no one right now at this point would take Traore over Chiquinho. It's a small sample size, of course, but but the way he's played and and the precision of his passing has been so excellent that we just want to see more of it. We know Traore, we know what he brings to the team. I love him still. I would love to have him back, but, but I think you know, we're really at a point of like moving forward and um, like to see what we do with Chiquinho. So um, good draw for Wolves. But again, we're five points back with a game in hand on, on a European spot behind West Ham. So for us, it would be a miracle. Really, we have to win two matches and West Ham lose the rest of theirs. And our final three matches are City, Norwich and Liverpool. So it's just very, very unlikely we're going to win. Yeah. So, so you get the yeah. feeling that they could ro- roll out a, an inventive side or a, uh, and then just go all at it. Like if we lose yeah. to city four nil, who can, like it, it doesn't matter. Right. So you can even see, you can even see him being a little bit more bold and aggressive against city and Liverpool. And then he might manage the game a little bit tighter against Palace, right? You said Palace or Norwich? No, Norwich. Against Norwich. I kind um, of hope he just goes just balls. I kind of hope he goes yeah, balls the whole the way. for all, all three and just says, yeah. go for it. And give a little taste and see, see give a little taste of what's to come and see who, they, who he's got to work with going forward. Yeah, I, I heard someone make an interesting point that the style of play for those last 20 minutes resembled the first three matches of the season that we lost one nil. And you, and the comment was something about, you almost wonder if those first three matches, because the results were negative, it, it scared Lodge from playing that aggressive mm-hmm. style, even though it was so fun and we played so well against those three in those first three that I'd love to see him give it a give it a go for the final three and just see what happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, something you said made me think. Have Have you talked on the pod about the proliferation of umlauts on <laughs> on wolves? No. So you know the umlaut, the double dot yeah, of course. the letter. Yeah. Night Nuri. Oh yeah. And Sais. Yeah. Both have it. I there guess can't I never... be another Premier League squad with two umlauts. Well, doesn't Gundawan have two in his own name? Oh, dang. I think Gundawan yeah. has It might two. be a tie with City. <laughs> it might be a draw with City, let's say. It's so, it's so funny. Yeah, Gundawan might, unless it's like another special letter. He definitely has some special characters in his name. It lo- Oh, yeah, he's got like a, a uh, upside-down V over the G, which makes that G a... Uh, does he have any umlauts? He does over the U. Yeah. Okay. So he only has and one. And then he's got another accent mark on the um, first letter of his first name, Ilkai. Ilkai. Ilkai Gundawan. Well, I but never. Yeah, I was scared there for a second. Like when you said that, that sounded sounded plausible. But without Aguero in the league, I'm not aware of any other umlauts. Yeah, that's interesting. So. I didn't, I'd never thought about that before. I knew Sice had it and I hadn't really thought about eight Nuri, but yeah, that's right. So I just caught the end of the game and I, and I saw his name and it was just like, man, what an interesting configuration of letters and symbols. 
for all these Portuguese players we have, that's a, that's a surprising amount of umlauts. Cause I don't think yeah. the Portuguese have umlauts in their life. No, but they've got, I think they, I can picture like the peaked, the peaked roof over some yeah. of the letters like Trincao has, has uh, some special character, doesn't he? I think they have the wavy, the wavy line, right? Let's see here. Over the A. Oh, the wavy line over the A, you're right. That's Portuguese. Yeah. Our linguistic skills are on point tonight. I feel totally. especially yeah. like, like proud. Well, I, am, I am a son of, of linguists, so I feel like I mm. got some of that by osmosis. So I studied, welcome, I studied German, which has the umlauts, which neither ain't yeah. nor, or size or are uh, German. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, at the bottom end of the table, Watford was officially relegated with their 1-0 defeat to Palace. Um, I'm not sad to see them go, but the team that I am sad to see potentially go is Leeds, who has now dropped into that relegation zone. And it, gosh, it really felt a couple weeks ago, like Leeds was, was safe. They'd been playing really well and, man, it just shows that this race at the bottom is so tight and yeah, they just, they're, yeah, it's dangerous now for them. They lost, they lost two in a row and have now fallen into that 18th spot. Everton with two wins in a row, even with Burnley's loss, Leeds just has such a horrific goal differential. They have to outpoint Burnley or Everton. Yeah. I was looking at that earlier today and I was shocked to see Leeds um, Leeds goal differential is as bad as it is. I, I had no idea that it was that bad. It's so bad. It's like negative, negative 35 or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, by goal differential, the bottom three are, are where they should be, but yeah. But if, if there were justice in the universe, Burnley would be in that 18th spot. Why do you say that? Yeah, I just don't like Burnley. Oh, <laughs> justice. <laughs> yeah, well, Leeds unfortunately has has uh, Chelsea midweek, so they don't mm-hmm. they don't get to let off the gas. No, Everton gets Watford, so that's that's good for them. Um, and then Burnley doesn't play until the weekend, but. Uh, that puts them Burnley against Spurs Leeds gets Brighton and uh, Everton gets Brentford at home. So, man, I don't know. I, I don't feel too positive for Leeds. It's, it's now it's really sad. It's looking grim. It really is. Well, replacing one of those three teams, uh, Fulham and Bournemouth, Bournemouth secured promotion over the weekend uh, or maybe on Friday. They are now coming up with Fulham guaranteed. And then the playoffs are set after Saturday's championship matches, Huddersfield and Luton town play one another and forest and Sheffield United play each other uh, for that third promotion spot. Tim, do you have a preference on any of these teams? Which ones you'd like to see come up of those four? Well, I mean, I, I've been indoctrinated to hate Nottingham Forest. 
because yeah. I know the words to a song that include um, avowed hatred of them. Um, I mean, we've already seen those other ones in recent years. I mean, Huddersfield has been maybe a few years. Was Huddersfield yeah. up since you've been following? Yeah, I think maybe they got really season. our first season. And then Sheffield, I think, just went down this past year. Luton Town, yeah. I guess, just for the sake of like a new a new club that hasn't been up, that would be fun to see. I don't know. Yeah, I, How about you? Yeah, I feel the same. I'm all about the parody, so I'm rooting for Luton Town or or uh, Forest Nine M Forest. But yeah, yeah. Wolves Wolves have a player, Morgan Gibbs White, out on loan at Sheffield United. He actually just won Young Player of the Year and uh, Player of the Year for for Sheffield. So really exciting because he's had a tumultuous career. He came up through our system at Wolves and has really gotten a ton of like hatred, really. Like people just don't like him. Very frustrating. He's had just an amazing mm. season. So my guess is he's going to get a run out during preseason and maybe make the squad, but he's had a really good season at Sheffield. So um, yeah, it'd be cool to see him perform well in these semifinals and potential finals. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the biggest, the biggest news in all this is that the swimming pool at the Fulham stadium being back in the premier league, that's, you know, as Americans, as baseball fans, <laughs> it just feels important to have a state, a stadium with a swimming pool. That's right. Premises. Well, and you know, I'm, I'm hoping to make a trip out there either this year or early next year, at least during the 22, 23, uh, premier league season. And I'd love to see a match at Fulham. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. Craven cottage looks just amazing and it's been renovated. So could be a fun place to see a match. Well, one thing we have barely touched on all season, but, and I probably wouldn't have brought it up if I wasn't doing so well, but <laughs> in the fantasy premier league, we do have a fantasy premier league. I think we have 18 people who are participating in it. Maybe, maybe even 17. Um, but we have, yeah, 17, but we have a cup going on right now. And I am in the lead in my quarterfinal match. Tim, you're still alive. Um, still alive. In the round, in of quarter final, round of six quarterfinals, right? Yeah, round how does eight. that work? Nah. Round of eight. It says round of 16 for me. Oh, maybe you lost in the round of 16. Maybe I lost. Oh, so you're eliminated. That was a final score. For oh, the my goodness. So Tim's been eliminated. I'm going to mute myself while I, while I grapple with that news. <laughs> I wish there was a way to actually, and maybe there is. I, I am a, I'm also an FPL neophyte as well. Um, I don't know if there's a way to see who else is alive in the quarterfinals, but I was very curious who's still alive in the soccer neophytes quarterfinals um, to see who I may face in the semis, presuming all goes well in my midweek matches. Yeah. But Tim, I thought you were still alive, but apparently you lost. Apparently not. In the rounds, round of 16. That's respectable, I would say, for a small, small franchise like myself. We went out in the round of 16, and there's only 17 teams in our uh, league. So uh, I'll let you do the math. You're, su you're suggesting that's not particularly good, then. I, my suggestion is that's 
not respectable. It's but it says here that I progressed with a buy due to I progressed to the round of 32 with a buy due to my game week 33 score. <laughs> this app is really problematic. I mean, one, the fact that I have been paying attention to my team. Most weeks I've been updating the squad to rotate out injured players, made a few transfers early on. I've been monitoring where I'm at on the table and kind of hoping that you and Chris weren't paying attention to it. Yeah. Because for a while, I mean, Chris is still pretty far down there. Um, and for a while you weren't doing particularly well either. That's so true. So my hope was that at least among the three of us, I was the only one monitoring it, which didn't turn out to be the case. But all that being said, I had no idea there was a cup going on. Yeah. So. I think this is my second year doing fantasy premier league. And the first year I've really paid attention and for sure only in the second half of the year did i realize some things about how the game is played and so i'm learning a lot did you know you have one free transfer each week so you can week each week you can make one transfer this app is garbage it doesn't tell me anything well i think they probably does have rules that tell you i'm sure there is a place (laughs) where you can read how how i'd prefer to i'd prefer to blame the app well, that's that's very American. Blame the app for my misfortune rather than my own lack of lack of attention. There you go. So obviously we care a lot about fantasy Premier League, but as long as I'm still in it, I'll probably bring it up every week till yep. the end. So I might as well. The other news that came out today, uh, it appears that Holland is for sure going to City. The rich get richer. I obviously he's the prize or one of the prizes of the, of this off season of this transfer window. So for city, at least the best team in the premier league, if not the best team in the world uh, for them to add the best player in the world to a, a position striker that they haven't had. It seems like, it will take them to a whole nother level. But the question is, is will it? Do do you think that, I mean, it's, you know, you add the best to the best, you would think it would equal even better, but is there any chance that this actually disrupts the city style? Who knows? I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) I hope blindly that it will. I mean, he is. I don't know that. I, I don't know that he's considered the best player in the world. Is he? I mean, he's oh, I so guess. young. No, but like, no, no, no. Sorry, I should. I'm. I'm sure I overspoke. I meant like the best among the best players player, moving this transfer. The best window. young player. Yeah. Moving. I mean, Mbappe. Mbappe is moving this transfer window. I think uh-huh. Mbappe is probably better, but still, like Holland will instantly become, if not the best striker in the Premier League one of what the top three yeah yeah so i'll uh fill in the blank and him i don't know yeah um i mean i i assume it'll it'll only catapult them to new heights <laughs> i'm like cynical about that with city having won four of the last five if this one went if they win this one they've won four of the last five titles yeah and this year they're winning it having not signed a striker right kane yeah. was supposed to be there and they're like, oh, we'll just do it without a striker. Kind of second year in a row without a striker, without a really top-notch striker that they've done it. So, um, man, who knows? My, I guess my hope, too, though, is like 
the squad is getting older. So it feels like there have to be disruptions coming. Right. I mean, I haven't like looked at the ages of the squad, but it just feels like an older squad at this point. Cause they're players. A lot of the core players are players who've been around for a while. Right. Yeah. So, um, so how that's going to work, I think will be interesting, but I, I, I struggle to find a downside to Holland joining them, at least for, for city's purposes. Yeah. I mean, a downside is probably overstating it, but I, I do think that maybe, maybe he comes with some swagger that provides some disruption. And we've talked about this with city. One of the things that's so impressive about them is they don't have the guy. They don't have a guy that is clearly their best player. Yeah. And I think Liverpool's has a similar makeup, but I think everyone would say Sala because of his goal scoring, even though Virgil van Dyke's obviously excellent as well, but sure, there, yeah. but there's not like Sala is kind of the, the big name. Um, and it's hard, it's hard to pick that on, on the yeah. city team and, and adding a guy and you saw what happened even to Jack Grealish. He's kind of got that similar swagger personality and he's barely even played, you know? Yeah. So Well, and it felt to me like when they signed him, he, he wasn't filling in a hole that they had. It was just, we've got money. We might as well go get a high ticket item, even though, even if that's not addressing a need we have as a club. Yeah. Cause it seems like it's kind of like, Oh, they'll bring him in when it suits them. But that's a weird thing to do with like the most highly paid player or the, the highest transfer yeah. player in the league um i guess the only other thing i would say though is like there there has been a a track record of highly touted strikers coming over to the premier league from other leagues and not materializing right i mean lukaku being even lukaku being the latest but even Jaden sancho put up great numbers at um he put up great numbers at dortmund i mean i'm looking back here his age, his age 19 season, he scored 17 goals and 16 assists. Whew. In And then uh, the year before that, he had 12 goals and 14 assists. So he's a different type of a player. I, I don't know if he played like kind of midfield and forward, maybe both, both but um, really great numbers. And he's started 20 of 29 games uh, that he's played in and has scored three goals and three assists. So it's like, and you could say we'll give him time, but like he already proved himself in the Bundesliga and yet and has yet to prove himself. So it could be that Holland has to adjust for a while, you know, yeah. even if maybe S- Sancho may score 20 goals next year or whatever, but it's an adjustment, you know. So, yeah, I guess that's what we can hope for the other teams that are eyeing city spots on the table that um, that it may not be the immediate impact that we would think. Yeah, certainly that's, that's possible for sure, but it does suck. Yeah. Just annoying. Yeah. Well, and, and it'll be interesting to see like, who's the first like mega deal that, that Newcastle makes, right? Like, that's right. Are they going to bring, start bringing in superstars, which they will, we know they will, um, yeah. but they're going to start feeling like the other inevitable club. That's just, there's no player too expensive for them. Yeah, that's right. 
and the team who may be doing the opposite, although their American owners haven't proven to run their club this way is Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. the deal for Chelsea officially went through. That made that that draw against them even that much sweeter as a Giants fan yeah. to see the Dodgers. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but I tweeted, eat it, Dodgers. <laughs> after Con- after Connor Cody scored the equalizer because their owner there was two hilarious like actually three hilarious scenes from that that match one uh there was a goal disallowed it bounced off Lukaku's knee I don't know if you saw that uh, on a cross that. they had scored earlier in the match ball off Lukaku's knee that then created a whole big offsides problem for, for Chelsea. So goal didn't count, but it was funny to watch these new owners, the two owners of the club, like sitting, they're kind of like looking at each other, like, what, huh? Like what, why wasn't that goal allowed? <laughs> Which maybe we could get them on soccer neophytes so we could teach them a, a thing or two next season. Cause they clearly probably don't understand all the rules. Well, I'm yeah. sure they're listening. They're catching up. They're, That's they're true. finding our back episodes. and So there was that scene that I thought was funny. Um, and then uh, Lukaku. Did you see the Lukaku's face after Connor Cody scored the goal? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was that was epic. <laughs> well, t- uh, Chris is not here, as you probably have noticed. And um, I did want to just bring up the fact that they lost 4-0 to Brighton which makes me feel a lot better about our three nil about wolves, three nil loss to Brighton last weekend. And with that loss, Tim, did you know that that guaranteed that this season would be Manchester United's worst premier league season in their history? So we're talking back to 92 since yep. it was called the premier league. Wow. Yep. Back to 92, their previous low point total was 64. And now they, with one game remaining, what's one match remaining, the highest they can get is 61. Wow. That's crazy. With all the hype, with all the hype and expectations, all the money they spent, the prestige signings. My goodness. Yep. But even then they still will make a European spot. So, yeah. But, oh, that was the other news that came out. And I don't know if it was connected to the Holland news, but there was some. There was a rumor that Pogba, Pogba might go to City. But I think he turned that down. Okay. That's That would have been a weird that, move to me. That would have been so weird to me. It does. He does not feel like a City player to me. No, he does not. He does not. We had a couple red cards. Red in- cards. Kamara for Watford. He had a double yellow. I never saw the first one. I just saw his second yellow where he kind of forearm shivers a guy on the sideline out of bounds to get him sent off. But the more, the craziest one was the Luke Ailing red card. Uh, He, with that red card, he's done for the season. He won't play for them anymore. I think it was his second of the season. So he has two matches or no, it was a straight red. So I think he has a two match ban or three match ban because of the straight red. So he's out Um, two feet stud showing just such a dangerous tackle. Um, 
Did you see it? I didn't see it. Oh, such a bad. It just sounds like frustration. Was it just It was, was totally frustration. Or? They were yeah. already down to nothing. Yeah. Uh, it was like the 27th minute. And then he just goes and oh. out of frustration, just brutal tackle. And so that, that that just hurts leads. And obviously they were down, down a man. And fortunately we're able to pull back a goal and make at least a little match of it, but yeah, man, that'll be tough. That'll, that'll hurt leads for these last few matches where they need them. Um, American watch. We just talked about leads second loss in a row. So Jesse Marsh needs to pull off some magic for them to stay up. Uh, Pulisic in that Chelsea Wolves match, he didn't do much. Um, he started, but in some ways was pretty non-existent uh, within the match itself. Um, as an American, I barely saw him <laughs> and I yeah. should have been looking for him, but it was pretty, he was pretty non-existent in that match. Um. I did want to bust out an old, an oldie but goodie segment of Hair Watch. Do we have a theme song for this section? We don't have a theme song for Hair Watch. Or a little jingle. I'm not sure what it would be. Maybe I could get Emily, my wife's a hairdresser. Maybe I could get some of her like buzzer, like her clippers. Or like, yeah, some. Or the sound of scissors. I like that. But Chiquinho's got some nice hair. He's new. He like we talked about earlier to the Premier League, some nice tight cornrows, uh, which I'm a big fan of. But and I we have for sure talked about him in the past, but he scored a goal this weekend. And so I thought I'd bring him up again. But Kukurea for uh Brighton. Oh yeah. Yes, beautiful, massive head of hair <laughs> it's so much fun to watch that head of hair run down the run down the pitch not I mean, particularly aerodynamic no 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 but uh you gotta you gotta assume that it kind of messes up with some headers every now and again yeah you'd think yeah he does wear the the like the headband right yeah he does so that I, keeps it out of his face at least keeps it out of his face but if he doesn't if he needs to do a diving header you know and hit it with the top yeah. of his head who knows where that ball is going? It might get stuck in there, actually. Yeah. So, Cucurea, si estás escuchando, piénsalo. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it was. He's affirming. with me. He's tracking with me. He's tracking. He listens. He listens. He listens. Uh, we already talked about Trincao's goal. Trincao had a beautiful goal from outside the 18 yard box. Uh, just beautiful strike from distance that it was, was really great. nice um Watkins. little ricochet right no little, wasn't there a little ricochet no i don't think so no i think it was straight into the corner it was a rocket yeah that was a great one uh watkins had a cool diving header i don't, I don't know if it's that hard you know but it looks great the diving header looks great but to me goal of the week was Mikalenko for everton not only important which i think matters as we're thinking about goals of the week, but on a, in the air, just straight volley. Uh, I think with his left foot just strokes it. And it just also, I think from outside the 18 yard box, I mean, everything about it on the fly from across, 
important goal, first goal of the match for Everton to take the lead as they're battling relegation and just strikes it in the air. Beautiful shot uh, past the keeper. So um, Mikolenko for me, best, best goal of the week. Yeah, off his left foot in the air. Left foot swing. I don't know if he's left footed, but whatever. That, it was just a beautiful strike. For celebration of the week, uh, Iyer for Brentford did a butt slide. The very not often seen butt slide. Instead of the knees, went with the butt. I thought that was nice. Who um, studs up? Kind of the, the two studs yeah. up approach. Yeah, kind of two studs up. In honor, in honor of ailing. And then, and then brought his feet down and kind of came up into a stand. Nice. It, was, it was very, it looked good. It looked good. Nice. Um, not as cool as the knee slide, but it, it surprised me because I expected the knees and then he, he dropped his butt. Um, I love the Connor Cody celebrating in front of the away fan. I mean, just when, whenever you get a massive celebration. And I also love the like, kind of don't touch me. Like his, his teammates are like running along his side. I've seen that other guys do it. Like, no, 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 get off, get off, get off, get off, get off. While I run to the corner. Like, yeah, I love that. Um, and obviously it was wolves. So that was good. And then, and then the Danny Ings, no celebration out of respect for scoring against your former club. I, th- I, I love that kind of tradition. Danny Ng scored against his former club, no celebration, just runs back uh, to his side of the, his side of the pitch and just lets it be what it is. Teammates celebrated around him, but, but he did not. Respect. I don't know if you've seen it, but the, the other, the anti no celebration when you score is when you kiss, when guys kiss the badge of their new club. Have you seen that? Oh yeah. Yep. That's like, that's like the middle finger to your former club. When you kiss the badge yeah. of your new club. Well, let's move to lock it in, lock it in review. There's, I still have hope. I took city over Newcastle, which was proven correct. That moved me to 21 and 14. Liver, uh, Chris took Liverpool over Tottenham, which was an ill-fated choice. After Why would he have picked that? I don't know. And I talked him out of picking uh, Brighton over United. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which is very funny. So he drops to 17 and 18. And You're just ensuring he, that he doesn't catch you in the, in the last couple weeks of the season. Yeah, well, I really just wanted you to not. I wanted to give myself a chance against you, which yeah, yeah, you took Chelsea over Wolves, which would prove to be a poor choice, oh. which drops you to 23 and 12, which means I, with two games left, there's still back. a chance. Two games back. And this is a brutal match week to pick. There's There's not a lot of options out there. Chris is taking City over West Ham, which that's not an easy pick. I'm taking Liverpool over Southampton. And Tim, who are you taking? I'm going Spurs over Burnley. Spurs over Burnley. There are a lot of great matches this upcoming week in various competitions. There is... A lot of very important matches midweek, Aston Villa, Liverpool tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's but, tomorrow. It'll be it'll be fun to see 
come up against uh, Gerard's club. We also got Coutinho over there. So there's some strong crossover. And very important. You can't drop points very again. Important. So you got to get three. Uh, is that at Aston Villa? I believe so. I should know this immediately, but I'm, I believe so. Yeah, it's at, it's at Villa. Then on Wednesday, Wolves hope to keep Liverpool's chances alive against City. We host City. And then there's also on Thursday, the North London Derby, Arsenal versus Tottenham. Arsenal now has a four-point lead on Tottenham for that fourth spot. So uh, Arsenal more than controls their own fate. And they're only three points behind Chelsea now in third. Love it. Hey, is this the makeup for when Arteta got the postponement because of like one COVID test on the squad? Yes, that's right. This is I can't I can't help but root for Arsenal in this game, even though. Yeah, even though there's that. And actually, I just misspoke. Arsenal is only one point behind Chelsea. So that's crazy. Chelsea sat so pretty there in that third spot for so long. Uh feels crazy that arsenal could end up finishing third but uh yeah that is insane spurs have to win if they hope to catch arsenal for champions league position arsenal probably play would be fine with a draw there to almost guarantee their spot in champions league and that's only midweek then we move to Saturday. We have the FA. Oh, actually, let's move to Friday. Friday, Luton Town hosts Huddersfield Town. And then Saturday, Sheffield United hosts Forest in the first leg of the championship playoff semifinals. And then also on Saturday, Liverpool and Chelsea play for the FA Cup final, which would give Liverpool, Liverpool playing for their second trophy in their yeah. hopes for the quadruple. Tim, I'll, be watching, I'll be watching it at the pub with a couple of buddies. That'll be fun. Tim, would you rather win the treble or would you rather win Champions League? So, or not win Champions League, win, uh, win Premier League. So your option would be you got your Carabao Cup trophy and which you, is the most important of the which four. is the most important so yeah so the rest <laughs> are just we've already gotten that but okay yeah yeah so I'm you've got care about cup and you win premier league or would you rather win fa cup and champions league man so your option is you can be champions league and fa cup champions or win the premier league Man, that is tough. You're putting me on a spot on the spot here. I mean, so we have one league title in the in the Klopp era. We have one Champions League trophy in the Klopp era. We don't have any FA Cups, any FA Cup trophies in this era. Man, this is tough. It's hard. Okay. So I'm inclined to go win everything in England. Um, 
we've already won Europe. Not that we don't want to do it again, but like, but to, but just as a statement, like against the inevitability of city, right? Like it just felt like, oh, well, city's by far the best in England, you know? Yeah. And so to win, to win Carabao, win FA, win the league. Well, you don't get FA in this. You don't get FA in this. I don't get FA in this scenario. You get Carabao and Premier League. Or I thought I was sacrificing Champions League. No, you get you get Carabao. You get Carabao and Premier League, or you get Carabao FA and Champions League. (laughs) Why why that arbitrary configuration? Because that's more, that's the most likely. Okay. I would yeah, argue yeah. that's the most likely. Like Liverpool should beat Chelsea. I think you can beat Real, but it's a big uphill battle to win yeah. the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get a treble. Whew. I'll take the treble. Yeah. I'll take the treble. But assuming the league doesn't happen. Of course. I'll, uh, I'll be happy with the other ones. That's great. Well, there's a lot of fun, fun soccer, Peacock, probably NBC sports. You have to go to ESPN, I think, to watch some of that champion championship semifinals and probably the FA cup. FA cup semis on ESPN or finals on ESPN. I'd imagine. I assume it's on ESPN, but I'll be, I'll be at the pub. So I don't have to worry about that. You do not. Well, that's all we got for today, Tim. All right. Two more episodes left, my man, for this, Two this season, for season four. Two more, and then it's history. Any last thoughts? I got nothing, man. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Adios. Adios.